This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with food writer and critic for Milwaukee Magazine, Ann Christensen, and me, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect. On this episode of This Bites, uh, we're going to talk about a uh, kind of report from Wisconsin Public Radio that uh, talks about home bakers suing the state over restrictions. Really interesting story. We'll get into that. Um, we'll also talk about Mina doing a pop-up at that really cool hotel, kind of boutique hotel, Double Dutch. And um, we're going to talk about some stuff I've been involved with, uh, with uh, somebody at Goodkind. It's part of a project called the Black Manhattan Project. And we can get into a, a, a forthcoming book from uh, a, a great author, uh, Adrian Miller, uh, a book on the history of black barbecue in this country. Uh, it's called Black Smoke. But right now, I want to get into your coverage of uh, this great Middle Eastern restaurant, uh, Takwa. It's over on Milwaukee Magazine's uh, website at milwaukeemag.com. So, and first off, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Tariq? I, I'm I'm doing good. I I need to adjust, but I I I get I turn my heat down. I get really cold. Turn my heat up. I get really hot. Yeah. Um, I'm I feel just, you. I don't know. Maybe it's TMI. I'm I'm just sweating right now. I don't know if I, people mm-hmm. need to hear that. Um, but anyway, <laughs> sound appetizing, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. We briefly mentioned about this place a while ago because they 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 start off as a bakery. Is that correct? Yeah, they're yeah. a bakery. It's a Taco's bakery and restaurant. Um, they have um, they they do these breads called taboon bread. That's one of the things that they they also do a lot of desserts as well. But these these breads are like flat breads, and they're really awesome. And they're a great vehicle to try their different spreads. Their hummus. Um, they do versions that have toppings like cheese and zatar on top. So they're almost I love like zatar. I do too, like focaccia, a little bit like a pizza in a mm. way with these toppings. And um, but the menu is broader than that. They also do a lot of char grilled kebabs. So they have lamb, they have chicken, um, and these things are just really wonderful, really fresh, really delicious. And this piece, what else did you talk about? What did you cover? Uh, at this restaurant? Well, you can actually get um, different things for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, and a, a lot of um, Takwa, it's it's really interesting. Takwa, if you go on to on um, on the Takwa website, you can you can see a really broad menu of really interesting things. Um, and we don't often think about um, I think Middle Eastern breakfast, but they have different things that they they eat for breakfast. Um, tahini halva, which is made with sugar and ground sesame seeds. If you've ever had halva, it's really delicious. It's sweet. It's kind of chewy. Um, uh, labni, I think I'm, I hope I'm saying this correctly. It's a creamy Middle Eastern t- style cheese spread. Again, really great served with their, their, their different types of breads. Fatair, which, um, is another, is a, like, almost like a, an, an open-faced um, like bread pie in a way. Um, mm. I was I discovered them as at the restaurant Damascus Gate on Mitchell Street. But these are really interesting. They they have versions that have cheese on the inside. Um, there's there's a, a a meat version and there's a spinach version as well. 
Um, so there's this, the menu is really, really great. And um, there's, there's a couple different desserts I wanted to mention as well. Warbot, which is like a, a phyllo pastry that has a creamy custard filling. Um, and then that's topped with a sweet sugar syrup. Um, and then mm -hmm. there's a, a semolina cake, um, harish, harishia, um, and that's it's sweetened with a simple syrup and it has nuts on top. So I think um, trying some of the baked goods, some of the desserts, it's really, uh, it's really worth doing. Did you mention, I was reading a piece here, did you talk about the mosakan, the chicken dish? Oh, the you chicken like, dish is about... really, really amazing. Yeah. Because that I was uh, looking at that. Yeah. It's, so one, of their, it's one of their signature dishes. Was... Yeah. It's served on the taboon bread. So you've got okay. um, so you've got the grilled half chicken that's served on the musakan or that's served on the taboon bread, sorry. And the, the chicken um, it's seasoned with lemon juice, olive oil, and sumac, which is another spice that I really love. Mm. And then it's served with tzatziki, which is a cucumber yogurt sauce. Um, that is one of their specialties. Which is funny. There's a dish that I used to work for a, a man from Kuwait back in the day, um, a real estate developer. Uh, his wife used to bring over this dish. I actually got the recipe for it. Uh, it's called musakan. It's spelt with the M, spelled M-U-S-A-K-H-A-N. There's different spellings. And mm -hmm. it's a baked dish with sumac and caramel lasagna. It's kind of very similar to this, um, but no olives. But she made it, she took it and made it almost like kind of a layered, took like flatbread, kind of this thin flatbread, kind of made it like kind of a layered lasagna kind of dish. Mm. It was so good. I have that recipe and it used this like kind of black lemon powder or black lime powder. Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if it's a variation on that dish. Sounds like it's a variation. Because yeah, like a grilled crispy skin. I don't think this dish is like because it's baked. Um, yeah. It's baked in this stuff. So I actually have a bag of sumac that eventually I'm going to make this dish again because I have the recipe, her recipe, because um, mm -hmm. it was so good. It had pine nuts in it too, as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's a Palestinian that It's a Palestinian dish too. Yeah. So yeah. I, that's why I, saw, I was reading that. I was like, Mosakan, Mosakan. That's a similar dish too. But you said olives and yeah. stuff. So it's slightly a variation no, not on olives. it. Can you say olives in there? No. no. Oh, okay. No, caramelized onions, um, and the grilled half chicken and the the tzatziki served with it, but no olives. Oh, okay, because like the tzatziki is not part of this dish, so like maybe it's you know how people have different variations of a certain dish, so maybe sure. this is like yeah. their their take on it. But I love that dish, and the fact that you brought it up just brought up my memory of uh of that. Of, having, of that dish yeah and i have the recipe she yeah. wrote it down for me and i like i still have the original writing i actually got it scanned in and stuff so i won't lose it again and um yeah so anyway cool and it's located where um it's uh, it's located in greenfield it's um it's uh right on um i see it's 4651 uh, 27th street is that right yeah, it's on South 27. So it's yep. pretty far south into okay. Greenfield. But um, cool. they, they, you know, they have the dining room is open. They have um, curbside pickup and they actually have a drive through as well. Sounds good. Sounds tasty. I, I just want some of the, 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 the baked goods. Just I know. Mm, yeah. I'm out, yeah, I'm out really ordering. Good. Coming up, we'll continue our conversation on this bites. We'll be right back. Support for this bites comes from Society Insurance. 
an insurance company serving up a smorgasbord of coverages to businesses in the hospitality industry. Fullest of Society's coverages, as well as tips for clean and safe operations, are available at societyinsurance.com. We're back. This bites and Christensen from Milwaukee Magazine and me, DJ Tariq. Um, we talked about this in the early days of this bites. I remember you're a big baker. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know a lot of other states allow home bakers to sell their goods and make it like, you know, small businesses, like, you know, get people to do that. Sure. Apparently Wisconsin um, apparently have issues with some of these home bakers, at least according to a story uh, from Wisconsin Public Radio I saw on urbanmilwaukee.com. I guess I thought this fight was over, but apparently it is not. Um, you know, being Wisconsin such a DIY, people love doing their things at home. You think this state being their, their slogan is forward, they will be forward thinking. But according to this story, uh, involves a, a woman by the name Colleen Boehm from Sussex, whose daughter, Ellie, was starting experimenting with baking. And started making a discovered a recipe for macaron cookies and like, I guess that's how home bakers go. The story goes: I made them for an event or something, a birthday party. People are like you should sell these. That's exactly mm-hmm. what happened to this young young woman. She developed a business called Miss E's Miss Miss E's Sweet Treats. Got started Quest and all this kind of stuff. Uh, and the mother felt confident in her daughter's new business was allowed under state license exemption for homemade baked goods. Turns out. Received an email from the executive director of the Wisconsin Bakers Association saying, you are illegal. You're breaking the law. And in response, boom, of course, like any mother protecting her daughter was not happy. Telling like someone telling her daughter they're doing something illegal. You know, mm-hmm. uh, she joined the Wisconsin's Cottage Food Association, which now suing the State Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection over restrictions on the sale of homemade great goods and other food items. Uh, the lawsuit is actually a continuation of a fight from 2016 uh, when three farmers and home bakers sued the agency over the state's ban on the sale of homemade breads, cookies, and baked goods, uh, items that are recognized as not particularly hazardous and shelf-stable. Um, so I, I thought this was done. I thought we are good, right? Yeah. Apparently, you know, Wisconsin is, uh, you know, it's the same thing with this, this delivery of liquor, Right. And cocktails and having cocktails. It's like this state is just the people. I'm, you know, I know we talked about like, I don't want to get in trouble, but I feel like our leaders are not thinking right. Yeah. Uh, Whether party, whatever. I think the people in charge really don't understand small businesses and the opportunity that lay, especially during a pandemic, right? Um, and other states around us get it, seem to be like, you know. But Wisconsin, I don't know what's going on here. Like, why is this such a hangout? Why can't this young woman sell her cookies, right? You know. Yeah. But if you want to read more into this, I don't want to get into how I feel. But uh, it does. I just, I can hear it. It makes me upset. I'm like, dude, like this mm-hmm. is like a, a layup, as someone says, a no brainer. Um, should be nonpartisan. Like, come on. Like, but but if you want to read into this, it's over at Urban Milwaukee or go to Wisconsin Public Radio to check out the story for more. Um, I don't know how the people feel about this, but I agree with you. I think people should be able to sell their home baked goods. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know you make good ones, but I, I, I assume you make good cause you don't share with me, but you know, I no, assume, I, assume I never, I... <laughs> never share. No. 
Uh, so yeah, so uh, check it out. Uh, interesting story uh, happening in our state legislation or, or courts. Um, anyway, I wonder what the status of that home, uh, the 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 liquor delivery and take home cocktails, or I wonder where that's at too. I don't know yeah, why this is such a. That's a really good question too. Oh, the state sometimes makes me wonder. Uh, I wish it lived up to the term Ford, its motto. Um, next, let's talk about something happy. Let's talk about some tasty stuff. There's a pop-up yeah. happening. Um, Mina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mina, this is the Mina that's currently at Crossroad Collectives, correct? Correct. Um, so it looks like they're planning to do a, a pop-up at the Boutique Hotel Double Dutch. So uh-huh. Double Dutch is recently a hotel that opened up right before the pandemic, unfortunately. Uh, and they had plans to be part of like the DNC and like all those. It's a beautiful boat. Yeah, it's a beautiful boutique hotel, but they have a kitchen. They have a commercial kitchen that's not being used. Yeah. Um, so and they have a tavern. Inside. They have a tavern that is being used. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go there and get a cocktail and stuff and wine and beer. So Mina is doing a pop up at the hotel with uh, some small plates. This is reported by On Milwaukee. Uh, the pop-ups will take over two weekends in March, 4th and 6th, and 11th through 13th, uh, uh, with dining availability Thursday through Saturday, beginning at 4 p.m. And you're going to find some of Mina's, uh, you know, um, tasty small plates. Um, mm-hmm. For one price, you can get an experience of different dishes and small plates created for you. It looks like you can get some olives and hand-rolled pastas and coquettes and different little mm-hmm. snacks so that's available uh definitely worth checking out if you're like looking for a staycation as well i think that's a great place to like you know even book a room and have uh have some aminas pop up and go to your room and hang out and chill and get away from the kids or parents or whatever you need to get away from um I yeah. think that's a great uh, but also thing Note that reservations are recommended because they have really limited seating because of COVID. So definitely, we'll post links to that if you're interested um, over at our website at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. I want to close out this episode, Ann. You know, uh, Black History Month's wrapping up, um, which to me, Black History Month's every day of the year. But Mm -hmm. um, I want to talk about a project that I'm working on uh, that came up of Katie Rose of Good Kind. Um, I don't have that much details yet. We're still working on some of the stuff. I don't want to like say something that might happen, but we are collaborating on a cocktail for uh, uh, um, and a month-long campaign put on by the Black Bourbon Society, which I am a member of. My membership might have lapsed. I might have to renew it. But Black Bourbon Society is kind of an organization that in, like you know supports brings awareness of bourbon and, and to, to black people, black communities, um, because the issues of the, the, the industry of bourbon, even the industry of craft beers don't seem to like marketing to people that look like me. You know, they have a history of not thinking that people like me don't like craft beers or don't like bourbon. We, uh, we like a, we're a stereotype. Therefore we don't need to market to these, you know, to black people and black bourbon society is working to change that. Right. So they have launched this campaign called the Black Manhattan Project. Again, it's a month-long hashtag campaign raising awareness around the need for diversity and inclusion within the spirits industry, rallying around the theme of the Black Manhattan cocktail during the month of February. Um, 
Michter's, which is a great distillery that makes some great bourbon, and Bronca have dedicated $20,000 to support their nonprofit. Black Bourbon Side has a nonprofit called Diversity Distill, which is an organization to work with distillers and brewers and all this the industry to be aware of these issues and to work to diversify the industry. Um, the campaign, all long month, the campaign featured professional bartending competitions, highlighting African-American bartenders, a series of virtual masterclasses, a virtual tour of Michter's Distillery, uh, and uh, Black Bourbon Society members uh, also tried their hand at making their own editions of a Manhattan cocktail with a chance to show off their DIY cocktail skills. Uh, since I am not a... I make cocktails. I'm not like... I don't think I'm like great. I decided to I take it to another level, right? So I, I shared this with Katie Rose on Facebook, a good kind, and she hit me up about partnering on this. So... We are. We are partnering. Good kind. Katie Rose and I are partnering on this cocktail awesome. uh, to create a unique Manhattan cocktail. So I have input. She puts the work in. So it's a collaborative thing. We're actually, we're, tr- we're trying to get 18th Street Brewery. We're trying to get a black-owned um, distillery product to use for the Manhattan Project because it makes more sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So initially, we were trying to 18th Street Distillery, which is owned by... Drew Fox, who also owns A Street Brewery, they have a bourbon. And we're like, oh, let's use that bourbon. Turns out we can't get it in Wisconsin, which one of the things I want to work on with distributors is to try to get more Black-owned products to Wisconsin, wine, beer, and distilled products. Because I think that is missing from Wisconsin. Like, why can't I get it? And unfortunately, law won't let me order it in either because like, this law won't let me deliver it. So I can't get Black-owned products because of Wisconsin laws delivered to me. So again, going back to Wisconsin's lack of leadership. Anyway, um, I'm going to get in trouble, aren't I? I don't know. I don't care. Yeah, you Uh, are. I don't care because it's the right thing to do. But so we're collaborating this cocktail. So we're using Uncle Nearest. Are you familiar with Uncle Nearest? Mm -mm, No. So Uncle Nearest is uh, a whiskey owned by um, Fawn Weaver. Uh, black on whiskey, but the story is it because are you familiar with the story of Jack Daniels and who actually created Jack Daniels? Was a former slave by the name of Nearest Green. Yeah, yeah. So this Uncle Nearest inspired by that recipe of, and hence Uncle Nearest. So we're using Uncle okay. Nearest whiskey for this Black Manhattan, and uh, I asked to actually incorporate some like pecan kind of uh, flavors into this, so that is mm-hmm. my contribution to make it kind of uniquely like my contribution. So we're working on that cocktail. Um, hopefully proceeds. We're trying to figure out some stuff to, to support somebody, but that's what we're working on. just want to share that. And nice. if you follow me, you will see more information. We'll get the details. I don't want to put out too much information, but that's happening. So. That's great. I think yeah. that's really awesome. Tariq. Yeah. So uh, the other thing I want to talk about is another book, uh, 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 another great book about African-American culinary contributions coming out by a great man, uh, uh, a writer, Adrian Miller. The book's called Black Smoke. Uh, comes out April. It tells the history of uh, a contribution to African-American barbecue. Now, the problem mm-hmm. is most people in this country has whitewashed the history of uh, black contributions to barbecue. barbecue. Yeah. yeah. No disrespect to like people like Aaron Franklin who does amazing at his barbecue in Austin and stuff, but like the media has basically almost all but eliminated black people contribution to barbecue. 
I mean, David Chang got called out for his episode on Ugly Delicious for just not even having black people representation on there. Um, and the fact that, you know, you wouldn't really have all this great barbecue wasn't for black people contributions to barbecue in this country. Um, and so Black Smoke looks at this, um, the history of this and the culture of this. Um, and it comes out in April and I'm hoping we can get to try to get him on for this bites for an interview. So I'm working on that right now. So be on the lookout for that. The book comes out. It has recipes in the book as well. Um, Black Smoke's the name of it. You can pre-order it. Adrian Miller, the author, does amazing writing around the country and stuff and on soul food and stuff. So definitely check him out. He goes under the uh, alias Soul Food Scholar on Instagram and Facebook if you're mm-hmm. curious. So be on the lookout for that. Cool. Um, that basically wraps up this week's edition of This Bites, Sam. All right. And This Bites is edited by Kitty Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. Find us on iTunes, NPR, Stitcher, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback is important, so please rate and review. And as always, Anne, stay hungry. And keep the Malort cold. Keep the bourbon cold. Keep the whiskey cold. Keep the whiskey cold or keep it neat. Yeah. 